Thank you to Bruch for sponsoring this episode. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way that you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist, a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with Pod15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral routine. Thank you, Bruch, for sponsoring this episode. This is an Asphalt Studios production. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tanger Avenue. Russia's greatest love machine. That's right, folks. We're talking about Horse Dick Monk Rasputin. What? Okay. A uh, lot of questions already. Horse Dick Monk Rasputin, right? That's yep. what you said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Speaking of Horse Dick Monks, we've got a very special guest on with us today. <laughs> I described him as a rat previously on the show, but I can confirm he is equestrian where it counts. We have my good friend, best friend even, further than Taz, Alex from the Truthcast. Hello. Uh, how is everyone doing tonight? Doing great. I'm fine. Uh, let's audience. How are you all today? Audience, live studio audience. <laughs> you, you, got, you have to edit in some like studio noise. Yeah. And, like, oh yeah, uh, and of course like I will. Yeah. Crickets. I will definitely. Crickets if you can. <laughs> Crickets, yeah. Crickets make up 30% of your Patreon. We really hit yeah. with crickets. We do, yeah. honestly. Crickets are our biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Fuck. Yeah, it's like the cricket version of District yeah, 9. Yeah, which is yes. crazy. <laughs> it's an insane <laughs> amount of crickets to be, A, able to make a Patreon account. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know who our guest is now. I'm Tasman. Oh, and I'm Bryson. Who are you? I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent Avenue. Wait, wait, uh, in the show, we bring a new topic friends? every week and spans the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. And sometimes we tell our horse-dicked friends. You you've been uh, you've been you've been scrolling through my Instagram. Yeah, also that. <laughs> I've read your diary. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Absolutely. I know all about you. I know all about you. Okay. Uh, yes. So, as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to these episodes weekly and ask you to recommend this pod to someone that you might know who enjoys our shenanigans or will enjoy our shenanigans. Or somebody you don't know. Tell someone on the Maybe, bus. Yeah. Just scream it in the streets and the sheets. Yeah. Um, it's the easiest way to help out the show. Yeah. The second easiest way is by supporting our Patreon, where we release bonus content like our Tangents After Dark that follow every episode. And our monthly Tangent Takeover episode, which is an episode episode where we cover a topic recommended by you, voted on by you. You also get access to our Discord server, uh, where we can all connect as a community, and early ad-free episodes. Also, Bryson. Yeah, what? I'm here? I don't know if they've heard yet, but Tangent Tabletop is out. It is out. It's super fun. Um, I punched someone in the dick, I think. No, I don't think I've punched somebody in the dick yet. So Not I'll have yet, to make that. But I'm sure it's hey, I, I guarantee know, I, I can in take an upcoming it. episode. I'm, I'm, turgid, a I'm turgid enough to take that. Uh, that dick will be named Alex. Punch and suck. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I had full faith that you would be. So. 
And if you missed it, uh, Tangent Tabletop is free wherever you get your podcast. We decided against making it a Patreon exclusive because it's just too good for that. Yeah, it's too good for you to pay money. Wait, Kaz? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good enough for you to pay money for. Um, uh-huh. However, but it's we don't too want good to. to lock it behind a paywall. So we're no, um, so buy our ads. Yeah, please. I'm but also, <laughs> if you could, just assume that this is us holding true to our socialist sides. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, because it is a necessity in Absolutely. your household. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a uh, fucking what's the word I'm looking for, Bryson? Um, no, I want you to keep floundering if you can. <laughs> tangent tangent tabletop is is for the proletariat. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Redistribute the nat 20s to the masses, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, enough housekeeping, Bryson. Can we clean your house right now? Because we got to talk about horse dick Grigory Rasputin. I haven't cleaned my house in ages. <laughs> I, Good to hear. I anyway. have cleaning ladies, so. <laughs> Can I get her contact information? Is she able to travel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, can, we can arrange it. We can figure it out. Okay, cool. All right. So, what do you guys know about this dick monster? Um, uh, very. <laughs> there's a very catchy song. Uh, about that. Most of my knowledge about him comes from that song. To be honest. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a, it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, I know less and less every time you describe him. Um, <laughs> but what I do know, what I did know originally, is coming from the epic rap battles of history um, with uh-huh. the, all the Russians. So that's Fair. most of what I know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so the first thing that everybody needs to know is the song. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it and then come back because it's amazing. There's and you want to cool, know who there's a lot made of cool, that song? I, I don't, but there's a lot of cool... There's <laughs> a lot of cool anime edits of that song on, uh, on TikTok, specifically uh, regarding Aaron Yeager from... Um, Attack on Titan, which I think is rad. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, that's what I know um, about it. So it's by this guy or this band, I'm not entirely sure, named Boney M, which is real good. Um, so I want to read a couple of lines from that song real quick mm-hmm. because it does sum up him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but to Moscow chicks, he was such a lovely dear. He could preach the Bible like a preacher, full of ecstasy and fire. But he also was the kind of teacher woman would desire. So, real professor vibes. Um, He ruled the Russian land and never mind the Tsar, but the Kazachok, he danced really wonderbar. In all affairs of state, he was a man to please, but he was real great when he had a girl to squeeze. So, really, just a dick monster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I'm so glad we have historical figures as horny as he is. Exactly, man. I we would, need more guys like Yeah, this. we need more horny guys. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing the world is lacking right now, it's horny it is, adults in yep. power. As yeah. we record this on yeah. April 24th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, shit. I really don't know much about what's happening there. Um, yeah, the Josh fight. <laughs> yeah, the Josh fight. <laughs> Less Joshes, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, We don't need any more horny Joshes. (laughs) 
Uh, so, well, before we talk too much about his dick, yeah. although I do want to say that is the main point and plot of this episode. The latter, the latter two hours of this episode are going to be all dick related, and yeah, this exactly. is a five-hour episode. Of so, course. Oh. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like a two-parter. The first part was going to be about like his, you know, dealings in politics, and the second part was just going to be dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we yeah, considered we, we considered uh, um. We, we considered releasing it in two parts, but we wanted to stay true to the uh, era, and we thought it best to leave it uncut. So, <laughs> uh, that's me done for the episode, by the way. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to get much better than that. That was a great joke. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I also don't know if it's historically accurate, but let's all assume it is. <laughs> I mean, he's Russian, so it's a very good chance that he's uncut. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very. Yeah. Um. But yeah, of course, like I said, before we talk about his dick, we have to talk about baby Rasputin and his early life. <laughs> and you can't I thought you were going to say baby. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about his dick yeah, I and feel, him being a baby at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like all of a sudden so. this is turning into a setup. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why you're on this, sh- on this episode, Alex. <laughs> well, you're trying to like, uh, who is the guy, the YouTuber that just got like caught? Do you, you guys uh, hear about it? Fucking pick one i mean uh, <laughs> some like, like call me Shane dawson some... uh logan paul <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like two years behind Jazz. <laughs> you're like three years behind now but i think it's like the two big ones right now are call me carson and Who? yeah sure uh shut up taz you're not gonna know any of this <laughs> All right, cool. call me carson and then uh david dobrik uh no, I know that name. It's it's some other it, like it literally just happened like two day, two or three days ago I think like some some like Chris Hansen wannabe YouTube channel like set him up and they were like texting him as if they were a thirteen year old girl and he was just oh, responding with like dick pics and yeah 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 him yeah yeah. 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 Who yeah? What did you say, Preston? Uh, a guy. I don't know if he's a YouTuber. He's a guy on TikTok and his in his username, which I don't want to give him any. Uh, kind of traffic. <laughs> well, traffic was a poor word, but <laughs> I don't want to give him any bonuses. It's like ED something, but he's a he's a weird pedophile on TikTok, and it was very funny. Yeah, uh, when he got caught. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at least he got caught. We need more of that here in the world too. Yeah. Yeah. Horny men and horny men getting caught. <laughs> yeah. well, we, we need horny men. We need on more 4K. good horny men. Hor- yeah. hor- horny men for adults. That's what we need more of. Yes. Yes. Of Absolutely. course. There we go. If Boom. we can. Yeah. Um, consensual adults, yeah. even better. Let's go. Yeah, Ideal, yeah. frankly, the yeah. bare minimum. I mean, I mean, at this, <laughs> yeah, the bare minimum. I mean, at at, at this point, I'll just take adults, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, old Grigory Yefimovich Rasputin, Russian for debauched one, was born a into a peasant family. My man, <laughs> debauched. Yes. Um, My debauched. God. <laughs> yep. Not gonna, not even gonna mock your. Absolute, you know, botched, if you will, uh, <laughs> pronunciation of that. But fuck yeah, the of, debauched one of Yefimovic. Uh, that kicks no of you said debauched. Oh, did I? I didn't <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I did botch that one. Huh? I guess I was gonna um, make fun of him, but <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know. I needed yeah. to know my mistakes so I can improve upon. Them. Absolutely, <laughs> you uh, never will, but someday maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. He <laughs> he was born into a peasant family in a place that I completely know how to pronounce. Uh-huh. Um, Let's a hear little it. Siberian village that I like to call. Um, uh huh. Fakrasove. We got this. No, what was that? Fakrasove. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pakrasovic. The place, yeah. Uh, the, the place with the cool b- bridge. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, big bridge. I hope there's a bridge there. Big bridge, big bridge in honor of Big Dick. Uh, this little village was in a place. Uh, that I can also pronounce uh-huh. flawlessly. Yeah, if you could, real quick. Yeah, a place I like to call. It's a little, a nice little state thing. Yeah. Uh, called the Tobolsk Governorate. Governorate. Gover- uh, governorate. Gov- I don't know. Governorate. governorate? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Tobolsk. Yep. If we could get anybody from Eastern Europe to be on our show at least once to teach us how to talk, that would be great. Please. Hey, I'm 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 Eastern European. All right, well, hit us with it, Alex. Just fla- <laughs> flash it on the screen. I just got, I got to see the letters. Yeah, just throw the letters at him real quick. Okay. Right, yeah, o- o- out of order, if you can. <laughs> in, uh, in Cyrillic, too, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll send it in uh, in order, um, okay. because it's still just as weird. Uh, Tobolsk? <laughs> I don't even... I, I'm... <laughs> gov- I'm gonna sh- it would be govern- Governate, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Because usually you just pronounce it the way it looks. It looks pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Tobolsk Governorate, or Governorate, maybe. Yeah. Tobolsk I got. Yeah. No problem there. <laughs> hey, guys, if there's nothing else you can say for this podcast, we got Tobolsk down. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. All you can ask for is 50%, really. Yeah. <laughs> the official records say that Rasputin was born on January 21st, 1869 new school nice. or January 9th old school. Nice. Nice. Uh, do we always have a 69 joke when we're with these guys? <laughs> so far. Like Mike or Alex, I'm yeah. pretty sure. They yeah. they just, they, they hover around us. They yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, there are a few records on Big Mac Truck's parents, but uh, what we do know is that his father was a man named Yefim was a peasant farmer uh, and church elder born in 1842. Yefim married Rasputin's mother, Anna Parshokova, in 1863. And Yefim also worked as a government courier uh, who ferried people and goods between Tobolsk and Tiamen. So his dad was a uh, priest and an Uber Eats driver. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was going to say his dad was, like, selling weed, right? Like That would weed. be also good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's possible, yeah. or or well in uh, or like, cocaine. Well, yeah. I mean, I I guess like in Russia, mushrooms are really popular too. So it could have been mushrooms. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, Rasputin had six siblings before him, and I do mean before him. They all died in infancy or early childhood. <laughs> so good. I'm um, glad his fucking <laughs> siblings died. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, there's unofficial and fractional reports of a child born after Rasputin, her name being Theodosia, who Rasputin was supposedly very close to and may have been the godfather to her children. Um, and according to historian Joseph F. Uh, Joseph T. Furman, there's not much more to say about Theodosia. There's just not really anything known. It's more rumor than fact. Hmm. The sexism in, you know, historical literature, honestly, just, you know, completely write off a whole mm. historical figure just because she's a woman. Yeah, that's my big <laughs> poll for this episode. All right. But <laughs> the name Theodosia, man. Yeah. Good name. That, yeah, I, I mean, that's it. that's a top-notch name. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, Theodosia, that should, be like a, that should be like a drink that, like, Applebee's serves or something. That would be very good. <laughs> and have some mixture of Mountain Dew in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's Red Lobster, but yes. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, there's not much known about Rasputin's childhood either, outside of myths and stories told about him after he rose to fame. But most historians agree that his childhood was probably similar to that of his parents and other Siberian peasants, meaning that he was not formally educated and remained illiterate well into his adulthood. Uh, local archives indicate that Rasputin was a bit of a troublemaker from a young age. Crimes involved uh, drinking, small thefts, and disrespecting local authorities. My man! <laughs> yes, are all that can be found. But there's also many stories uh, that people, like he claimed, uh, or other people claimed to have happened. One of these is that he claimed he could see the future, that his parents witnessed him using healing powers and talking to animals, and he even helped steal horses with his, uh, you know, magic dick powers. Um, so, so again, though. So, <laughs> yep, yep. So Rasputin was like one of the original Indigo children. Yes, of course. Magic now, dick powers. Define dick powers if you could. <laughs> um, I just want everybody to keep that to uh, in their imagination to try to figure out what that means. Gotcha. Because really. You know. He made a horse he, come. We, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He yeah. fucked those horses, yeah. and they both came. To finish, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and again, because of the fact most peasants were illiterate, this is all hearsay. Stuff passed on by mouth until somebody wrote it down. Uh, some of the more interesting claims come from Rasputin's daughter. Hey, Taz, daughter. just really quickly, yep. I do appreciate you uh-huh. defining hearsay for us. I know a lot of us are confused <laughs> about the definition of hearsay, so I really appreciate you really breaking that down for us. Yes, of course, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the more interesting claims come from Rasputin's daughter and her biography about her dad. Uh, she claimed that there was uh, fireballs in the sky when he was born. Um, an abnormal amount of deformed children born around the same time... And uh, six-legged dogs, too. So, <laughs> Just a bunch of fucking weird shit. So he was born around the time Chernobyl melted down. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, if if uh, Chernobyl had, you know, melted down in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. which it did, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It did. I yeah, like, I'm pretty, yep. yeah, I mean, everybody knows that's when it happened. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Don't uh, fact check that. I like the idea that so many kids and dogs were deformed because all of the meat that def- the lack of meat that deformed him all went to the cock. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Several <laughs> several dog legs <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, speaking of uh, a lot of meat, uh, Meatbag Rasputin doesn't truly pop up on the map until he gets married in 1887 to a peasant girl with a name that I can also totally pronounce. Yeah, let's hear it. Praskovia Dubrovna. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think you kind of nailed that one. Yeah, you kind of did. Hell yeah. That one. yeah. Go me. I did it, guys. Yeah. Now, if I only we could, the word right. If only we could get that proficiency in English. <laughs> right? That'd be good. <laughs> uh, and he'd go on to have seven children with her. They all, but only they all three s- survived to adulthood. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So, no, like, no, no. so like father, Alex, like son. No. You got, nope, yeah. No, uh, no child survives <laughs> long in the 1800s. <laughs> it's amazing that uh, we survived the 1800s, to be honest. <laughs> um, in 1897, Rasputin developed an interest in religion and left his wife on a pilgrimage. Um, Pras, who I will be calling his wife from now on, uh, would stay loyal and devoted to Rasputin until his death, even during his travels and big dick adventures. Oh, Glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Love, uh, love some staying with cheating husbands vibes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's not really known what caused Rasputin's new interest in religion or what made him leave his, uh, leave his wife and child to do this pilgrimage. But according to some sources, Rasputin left to avoid punishment for his role in the aforementioned horse theft. But there's no actual record of this actually taking place. So, uh, other sources suggest that he had a vision of the Virgin Mary or of St. Simeon's uh, uh, Verkhotery, uh, while still <laughs> others sense. suggest that Rasputin's what? Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so, his, so, his, so his family was actually selling mushrooms then? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the family business. Uh-huh. That would make a lot of sense, to be honest. Yeah. Could still yeah, have been I'm, an Uber th- Eats metaphor, though, because the mushrooms can be sautéed. Of course. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm convinced most historical figures who have these kinds of visions were just, like, tripping on, like, psychedelics. Yeah. Well, we know that they did with Alistair Crowley, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's another thing you can use. <laughs> <laughs> that and sex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both uh, great eye openers. Uh, but yeah, others suggest that Rasputin's pilgrimage was inspired by a young theological student with another name that I can completely pronounce. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Melody Zaborowski, or just uh, an emotional or spiritual crisis. There's a lot of theories about what the fuck happened to him and why he up and left. Um, what's your guys's? Do you guys have any? About why why he left his yeah. his town? Yep, his um, wife, his child, just to go uh, study religion. Uh, I think um, this was probably the beginning, like the 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 awakening of his horniness. Yeah, leaving your so wife because he... you're too horny is kind of a mood. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think he was really just trying to protect her because the level of horniness he was uh, he was like approaching was just going to be too much for her. He, yeah, that makes sense. You know, he fucked a horse and he's like, "Oh fuck, man. I I got to leave. I can't fuck my wife like I fucked that horse. So I I got to go. I don't want to yeah. hurt her. Too yeah. much big dick energy, you know." Yeah. And my wife doesn't you know, have nearly enough her. horse pussy energy. <laughs> Horse <laughs> pussy energy. Yeah. That's that's oh, that's that we that's that's our new punk band. Yeah. <laughs> For a song, horse ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't what? give my theory. Okay. okay what's your theory? Jesus I assumed Taz. you would agree with Alex. I'm no, sorry. of course not. Alex doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> I just think like. Uh, an 80s comedian i think he just hates his wife he told too many solid jokes uh and he just like he decided to take his routine on the road yeah yeah she wasn't laughing at any of them because yeah. so they were all they were all insulting her in the true fashion yes, of an 80s of comedian at her expense <laughs> yeah. it just makes sense yeah he... so leaving with a cigar in mouth and a hand on his dick <laughs> um <laughs> at 28 years old with an infant son and another on the way Rasputin left his wife of 10 years to go on a pilgrimage to the St. Nicholas Monastery of Verkhotori. Or ye, Hotori. It's weird. Uh, and he would never be the same after that. Um, while at this monastery, Rasputin met and was, quote, extremely humbled, unquote, by a Starrett's elder known as Makery. Um, Bryson, Alex, yeah. do either of you know what a Starrett is? Starrett? 
Uh, no, I have no idea. No, because I think you've uh, pronounced it differently three different times. So I'm a little yeah, lost. Star, star, what was it? Staret? Stoyet? Staret, I think. Uh, it's Russian, <laughs> so it's probably got an accent on it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, is there a wandering pilgrim from the Eastern Orthodox Church or uh, Orthodox Catholic Church? Oh, I knew that. Um, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's believed that Rasputin stayed there for several months and may even be where he learned to read and write. Because, you know, again, up to this point, he was illiterate. Do you think so, they all pointed and laughed at him when he couldn't read I or hope write? So. <laughs> that would yeah. look pretty good. I hope he also learned to write with uh, ink on his penis. You know? Yeah, just dip dip, yeah. dip that dick inside like of that, little, yeah. that ink. Yeah, yeah. But surely he couldn't fit his dick into an inkwell. He was, of he was writing, yeah, no, no, no. He, he was right. writing beautiful, he was writing beautiful poems with his dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he was the, uh, with his dick. He was the, uh, he was the Langston Hughes of poem writing with your Absolutely. dick. Absolutely. God yeah. rest his soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And as he would, uh, he would later complain about the monastery because they apparently engaged in acts of homosexuality and criticized the mon- <laughs> monastic life as too cold. <laughs> Guys, I gotta leave this monastery. Uh... It's way too gay. Man. I mean, Rasputin may be the most heterosexual man alive, so it makes sense. Yeah, I guess not alive. He's just like I guess. Yeah, I mean, unalive. Yeah, the I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not reading that as like homophobia, yeah. but like you got to have something that you like. Yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> True. There were no horses yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. mules. There Only mules. Old. Yeah, and he wasn't about that. Yeah, in his diary, yeah. he wrote, "There ain't a horse pussy to be seen." <laughs> I'm gonna dip. <laughs> uh, and when he returned home, he was a changed man. Um, all that abstinence and horse pussy made him uh, <laughs> return to his wife, looking disheveled and behaving differently. He became a vegetarian because, of course, he wanted to fuck uh-huh. the meat, swore well, off that's, alcohol, well, and prayed well, that, and sang. That's, that's, well, that's why he was, like, so agitated. I mean, he was yes. a vegetarian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for all of his complaints about the monastery, he still craved meat. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for 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 wanting to leave the church for being too gay, he chose the gayest. Absolutely. Left the monastery. It was too gay. Ooh, I can't drink milk. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, he prayed and sang more fervently and than he ever had in the past. Uh, he... Yes, okay. Rasputin spent the years that followed as a stronic, which is a holy wanderer or pilgrim, leaving his wife again for months or even years at a time to wander the country. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta leave this monastery. I mean, he... It's way too gay. I'm gonna go out with the boys, leave my wife again. <laughs> I mean... He's sa- he is literally sounding more and more like a stand-up comic. He one hundred percent is as we go through this. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm pretty sure this is just crashing. Um, are, are you reading the notes from crashing right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crashing uh, is just based on. Of course Rasputin. it is. Yes. Because yeah. if you look at Pete Holmes' yeah, think- character in Crashing, you think big dick guy <laughs> who fucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, uh, he... I mean, I mean, listen, we can debate the casting. Okay, yeah, fair right? enough. Like, <laughs> like, maybe Pete Holmes shouldn't have cast himself in a show that he created, mm-hmm. where the the main character he was playing fucks a lot. Maybe he shouldn't well, have done. You know, that, you got to hand right? it to Pete Holmes. Who else is going to tell the story of a white straight guy with a middle class career to fall back on, trying to get into comedy? I mean, it's the most valuable point of view we could see in that kind of scene. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he wandered the country and he visited a variety of holy sites. It's also believed that he wandered as far as Mount Athos, the center of Eastern Orthodox monast- <laughs> monastic <laughs> life in 1900. Um, yeah. So we're man. at the turn of the century the now. Is... Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Uh, and he's still fucking horses. It doesn't end there. <laughs> Fuck a car, uh, bro. The early... <laughs> Get with the times. <laughs> yeah. By the early 1900s, though, Rasputin still lived with his daddy. Uh, he gathered a small following, mostly consisting of family and other local peasants, and they prayed together every Sunday and other holy days in a makeshift chapel he built in Ephem's roof. So just cell. out of curiosity, he left his wife to move in with his dad. Okay. No, him and his wife lived okay, with Okay, gotcha, okay. <laughs> Sounded like even he was better. Still gone. You know? Okay. Yeah. Which could be why he left too. Maybe he, you know, couldn't fuck her like a horse because her dad was yeah, there. She kept he kept suggesting <laughs> horsey style, and he, she super yeah. didn't understand it. <laughs> Request yeah, requesting that she neighed, and she just didn't feel comfortable with her dad. There. <laughs> Honey, I can't get into it if you sleep laying down. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Honey, I need, I need, we need to go to the stable and I need you to neigh. <laughs> Anyways. Get on with it. They held their secret prayer meetings here, uh, which was met with suspicion from other townsfolk, including the village priests. It's rumored that they sang strange songs. They were a part of a cult called the uh, Callisti, which engaged in ritualistic orgies and self-flagellation. Um, and also that he had woman, his woman followers ceremoniously wash him before each Makes meeting. Sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, gotta be washed <laughs> in well, a very you, specific way. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't like be having dinner all dirty. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, it's hard to tell how much or if any of it is true due to the lack of records, though. But it's never proven uh, that he was a part of this cult. But let's hope he was. He was. I mean, probably. Let's just. Yeah, let's just be real. He he was. He was part of it. Yeah. We we talk about a lot of cults and cult members on this show. There's a good chance he was. Mm -hmm. Listen, if there is speculation that you are in a cult, you're in a cult. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not in a cult, like, you're very far away from being in a cult. Exactly. Right? So there's not going to be any speculation about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're... That's a very good point, and it's a great way to, to get really somebody is. away from a cult. Because I feel like just some hard advice coming straight from Alex over here. If anyone ever says, hey, I think you might be in a cult, take a good <laughs> long look <laughs> at your current yeah. situation. Yeah, you are almost yeah. certainly in a that cult. That goes double for Mormons. <laughs> no one... <laughs> no one. <laughs> there is not a person who is, like, cult adjacent. Yeah. All right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not in a cold. I'm hanging out with the fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's boys just card night and sex magic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you don't yeah. get horny with your bros. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, we need to make another podcast called Horny with Your Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do on we it, just, we're going to do something. I think we can just review porn, yeah. you know? <laughs> Doesn't, didn't Dave Attell already do something like that? Like Dave, Dave's old porn stash or uh, something like that? He might. Uh, I, he might know. I know there's an Australian podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. That does that. But also, uh, like, if you're gonna listen to people record, re- you know, review porn, listen to girls on porn. It's the funniest. It's yeah, a very funny that podcast. Is a really funny one. So, yeah. Horny with your bros. I, I really only know those girls from <laughs> being on High and Mighty, but they're, they're really very good. funny. They're very funny. Anyways, um, yeah. Over the next few years, between 1900 and 1905, Rasputin began his rise to prominence. Uh, word of his activities and charisma spread through Siberia and traveled to Kazan, where he would acquire a reputation as a wise holy man who could help people resolve their spiritual crisis and anxieties. But old Big Dick Rasputin couldn't hold himself uh, back. Couldn't hold himself back. Rumors that he was uh, capital F fucking his female followers preceded him. But that don't mean shit. Despite his sexual habits, he made a good impression on the Father Superior of the Seven Lakes Monastery outside of Kazan as well as local church officials, um, Archimandrite Andre. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great name to end Nailed with, it. Andre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Bishop Christanos, uh, which also good, and was arranged to travel to St. Petersburg. In St. Petersburg, he met Sergei at the Nevsky Monastery and was introduced to church leaders. One of them being uh, Theophan, who was well-connected in society. Theophan was flabbergasted by the size of Rasputin's dick and invited him to stay in his home. I feel like that's you writing it in, but God, I hope that yeah, was a real thing. Maybe. maybe. It's, you know, just don't I mean, fact check it and yeah, let it I mean, happen. I, I mean, I don't know. It sounds it, it sounds plausible. Like, I mean, I've been known to do that yeah. a time or two. Yeah, the story I hear about Alex all the time is he'll go up to a Best Western or a Shiloh <laughs> Inn, and he'll just... And just pay uh, uh, excuse, me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. La Quinta. La Quinta. My bad. <laughs> I, didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, name drop Shiloh for you, but... Um, uh, he'll walk up to a Best Western, a La Quinta, and he'll just whip cock out, get a free room for the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe it wasn't the size of, it is, of his dick, but maybe he just liked him... But, I mean, who's to say, really? Uh, not me. I'm not going to deny that. Hey, I'm guys, I got a question for you. Uh, and I feel like we can't yes. go on with the podcast until uh, it's answered. Do you guys think that he was actually good at using it? Or do you think he was just, you know, do you think he just... Good at using yeah, his dick? Like, or do you think he was just going at no. it? He, See, I, hmm. I, I'm going to say he was good at using okay. it. Because, like... It got, like if guys who have like big dicks that aren't good at using them they're like they're fun for like one go around mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of like all right like the novelty's over but if they're like good at using it then you've got like the double whammy it's big and they're good oh you know gotcha I mean? so and he was and, able to maintain and, a cult yeah. with this so right like he he got followers mm-hmm. so i would have to assume that he was both well hung and knew how to use the equipment. Yep, that's a fair assessment. I will trust that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. agree with that, man. Yeah. There's a lot of wise words from Alex yeah. here. Hero. <laughs> <laughs> About dicks, yeah. mostly, and cults. That's, dicks, my that's why we bring him in. That's, my, that's, that's why my we got expertise. him. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Well, you can't you can't do uh, an episode about Rasputin's dick without a dick Absolutely. expert. That's why you guys got of me. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fan became one of Rara's most important, influential friends in St. Petersburg, and gathered for religious discussions. It was uh, through these meetings that Rasputin attracted some of his early and influential followers, uh, many of which would later turn against him. That's right, fellas. Foreskinning. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to give you props for yes. that. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, according to historians, the St. Peter's... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I made a typo and I wrote St. Peter's Burbs. St. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Petersburg's elite were quite... No, no, no. Read it pinnacle. off the script. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to historians, the St. Petersburg's elite were quite, <laughs> quote, bored, cynical, and seeking new experiences. And during this period, uh, with Rasputin's arrival, they were more than ready to follow whatever nonsense he was preaching. And Rasputin's ideas and strange manners made him the subject of intense curiosity, doubled the fact that he was a native Russian unlike other holy men who had previously been popular in the area. Him and his hog just seemed delectable. Can I uh, ask a favor of all of our Russian fans real quick? Make fun of my pronunciations, no. but leave a five-star well, review when you They do were going to do that anyway, but if you could tell me, <laughs> if you live in the suburbs of St. Petersburg, could you tell me if that's what you refer to it as? St. Petersburg? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, you ever just run up to somebody who's like, that kid lives in St. Petersburg's, get him, and you just kick the <laughs> shit out of him? Let me know. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just roving gangs of children beating each other <laughs> yeah. outside of TCBYs in the St. Petersburg's. I don't know what you're saying. That's weird. Does that not happen oh, yeah. where you live? It happens all the time in Idaho. <laughs> that's all we do. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why, it, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm yeah. saying Good. it, you Thank know? You. It may or may not depend on your skin color, but it happens. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but we're not going to dig any deeper into it. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Uh, by 1905, Rasputin had formed friendships with several members of the St. Petersburg elite, including the Black Princesses, Melista and Anastasia of Montenegro, Montenegro uh, who would be instrumental in introducing Rasputin to the Tsar on November 1st, 1905, at the Peterov Palace. The Tsar even recorded this event in his diary. I made the acquaintance of a man of God, Grigory, from Tobolsk province. Rasputin would leave St. Petersburg, oh, sorry, Petersburg, for a bit and return in July 1906, where he requested to meet with the Tsar and present him with an icon of Simeon uh, Verk... Mm-hmm. You know, that V word that I've struggled to pronounce this whole episode. Yeah. Uh, a patron saint. He meet with the Tsar in July and began... And again in October, and was introduced to the Tsar's children. At some point around this time, the royal family became convinced that Rasputin possessed magical powers to heal the Tsar- Tsarevich, Alexei, uh, the final heir to the throne, who suffered from he- hemophilia, which is where Rasputin's story truly gets interesting. Uh, most of his influence stems from the fact that the royal family believed he had relieved and stopped the bleeding from the Tsar- Tsarevich, that's fucking a fucked word, Alexei. It's believed that the Tsarina had a passionate attachment to Rasputin. Man, I gotta stop doing Russian episodes. I should just give you these scripts. (laughs) 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 Should write these and just give them to you. Uh, Which, of course, led to rumors of them uh, bangeranging, and she truly believed he could heal her son's affliction. So Rasputin became indispensable. Glad to hear it. I I like that things are going well for old 
Give me one second. Old Ra, the okay. sun god of uh, Egyptian mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not certain when exactly the first time Rasputin had seemingly helped Alexei, but it was somewhere between October 1906 and spring of 1907. He was summoned for the dead, and Alexei recovered the next morning. So, you know, essentially he was <laughs> told he was going to die and then was just fine. <laughs> um, the yep. scientific explanation for this is that he believed he may have stopped the bleeding by taking him, uh, taking him off of aspirin, which can act as a blood thinner. I didn't realize they had aspirin in that time, so it kind of just sounds like he went by the nearest Rite Aid, picked up some aspirin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Back back then, it would have been Perry drugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so let's do a little time travel now and hop to the summer of 1912, when Alexei developed a hemorrhage in his thigh and going after a jolting carriage ride that car caused a large hematoma. Alexei had a severe fever and severe pain, and they believed he was close to death again. So they sent Rasputin a telegram in Siberia asking him to pray for Alexei. Rasputin wrote back quickly, telling Alexandra that God has seen your tears and heard your prayers. Do not grieve. The little one will not die. Do not allow the doctors to bother him too much. The next morning, Alexei... Hell yeah, the first unchanged. fucking anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if only... I was going to say, if only Rasputin was alive now, he could pray COVID yeah, away. if only, man. Yeah, of course. But here's the thing, yeah. though. Tell us the thing. Encouraged by the message Rasputin sent, Alexandra had hoped that Alexei would survive and his bleeding stopped the following day. Uh, Dr. S.P. Fedorov, Fedorov was one of the physicians who attended to Alexei and admitted that the recovery was wholly inexplicable from a medical point of view. The doctor was convinced. And here's another quote by him. Rasputin would come in, walk up to the patient, look at him, and spit. The bleeding would stop in no time. How could the Empress not trust Rasputin after that? What an insane... But hey, you know what else would spit in these wounds? <laughs> Bro, honestly, if a doctor went up to me and I went in for care and he just looked at me, <laughs> fucking... I would trust that I was fixed. I wouldn't even consider otherwise. <laughs> you could tell me that I yes, definitely didn't heal you. I just had something in my throat. And I'd be like, nah, mm -hmm. I'm good. You got me, pal. Nah, man. Nah, yeah, <laughs> you got me. That spit. Mm. Uh, but hey, you know who else will spit in your wounds? Who? Capitalism. You're not wrong. Enjoy these ads, everybody. <laughs> Hey, Dice Goblins! What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Sounds good. Are you please ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. 
welcome back. Um, so historians have called Alexa. Oh, you're just gonna jump recovery. into it. You're not gonna give us a little. I'm just gonna right, jump right, right in. Cool. I was gonna ask Alex how he was doing, but no, you go, you go right okay, in. For fine, it. fine. No, 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 no. I don't give a shit about how. Uh, Alex we'll talk is about doing. Alex instead of Alexa. Yeah, thank you. Fine. Alex, yeah. Alex how Alex, you doing? How's it going, buddy? I'm doing all right. Got a little little lower back stiffness today, but I can't complain. Oh, okay. A little okay. bit down. Yeah. It's not like it's a podcast meant for talking about shit, but yeah, no, no, don't, don't complain. <laughs> well, I mean, why would I complain? No, fair enough. I got, I got nothing to all complain right, about. Fair enough. You get to complain about the lower back a bit more, but no, no, no. Let's go back into Alexia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryson, how are you doing? I mean, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie last night. Wasn't super mm-hmm. happy with it, so yeah, not great. But I'm trucking oh, on. That's fair. D and D got canceled this yeah. week, so mm-hmm. I think yeah, I'm gonna end it. That's uh, <laughs> that is uh, part of what we'll be talking about in our TAD or Tangents After Dark. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon and hear about uh, the Mortal Kombat fucking movie, beef if you've with that seen movie. it. <laughs> yeah, Bryson's got beef. I haven't seen it. It's gonna be a weird yeah. episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right, back to Alex- Alexi, Alexi. Mm-hmm. Uh, recovery, his recovery is one of the most mysterious episodes of the Raspbian legend. There's really no clear cause for his recovery. There was a small well, no, the clear cause was that he spit. <laughs> yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Aside from that, uh, saliva. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, saliva. Uh, he most likely had AIDS, um, or some form well, of... Well, you just fucking drop that in there. <laughs> So okay, so he had okay, so he had he had yep. AIDS and Rasputin. Yep. Uh, it was Rasputin that spit at him, right? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. like Rasputin spit at him uh, with his prep spit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ronald Rasputin Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't hear uh, that Killer Mike song. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so there's a small possibility that the request for doctors not to bug him too much allowed, uh, Alexei to relax, and the hope that Alexandra was given allowed her to help ease her son's stress. Um, so whatever the cause, though, it was the second time Rasputin had saved Alexei. So, to Alexandra, Rasputin was essential to her son's I like that that historical theory is essentially that, no, no, magic's not real, but the power of positive thinking... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the best idea they've That's got true. man it's 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 strange for sure uh so with the royal family believing rasputin had healing powers rasputin gained widespread fame status and the power at court the czar appointed rasputin his uh, lamp adnik which um is exactly as it sounds he was charged with keeping the lamps lit before religious religions icons in the palace uh which gained him regular access to the palace and royal family rasputin motherfucker was really became... named light switch yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like the nickname of one of the guys at the crabs game absolutely yeah yeah Hey, light switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he like, had oh, man, become... light switch coming. God damn it. <laughs> uh, he became very close to the family, and the Tsar would grant him a special favor. To change his surname to Rasputin Novi. It's just adding a, the word new onto his name. That's all it is. Rasputin New. <laughs> Rasputin so, 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. That, that was his big favor that he called in from the Tsar, which... You know, 
Uh, Rasputin had uh, used the position of power he had built to his full advantage, accepting bribes and sexual favors from admirers and working to expand his influence. What a goddamn legend. He was also... Quote, unquote, expand his influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Every I want goddamn you to say... night. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say that sentence again, Bryson. What? What sentence did I say? What a guy? Oh, what a goddamn legend, bro. Okay, he was also accused by his enemies of religious heresy and rape. First um, one, <laughs> hell yeah, do that every day. Second one, not so much. <laughs> but I'm down with a little uh, bit of was... religious heresy. <laughs> uh, he was suspected of exerting undue political influence over the Tsar and was, of course, rumored to be fucking the Tsar's wife. Um, and I think it's to say he was a bit of a controversial figure. Opposition to his influence grew within the church, and in 1907, the local clergy and, uh, fuck, I hate this yep. word, Pakrasgavi <laughs> denounced Asputin as a heretic, and the bishop of Tobolsk launched an inquest into his activities, accusing him of spreading false, kills-like doctrines. In St. Petersburg, Rasputin faced more opposition from the Prime Minister, Peter Stolypin, and the Okrana, the Tsar's secret police. Honestly? Hell yeah. Good for him. Good for him, right? I mean, just one of these days, I'd love for the Pope or whatever. I realize it's not the Pope that's doing this, but, you know. <laughs> the Tsar? No, no, I mean, literally the Pope. Okay. I'd love the All Pope right. to absolutely decry me a heretic. <laughs> if you've done something in your life All to right. get the Pope pissed at you, I mean, what <laughs> yeah. a hero. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he's got. I feel like he he has uh, a lot of like uh, what's it good? like he he's resilient with that because like Trump was really trying. Oh yeah, like he was mm -hmm. really really trying, and he he just like wouldn't he 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 like he understood the whole like how to counter a troll, and it's just to like ignore the troll, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like he was just very good at that. Yeah, yeah. We Trump got unlucky with the. Uh... With the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think the thing is though, you can't be the head of state and get the Pope to call you a prick. <laughs> like, you have to be like halfway there <laughs> or something. It's also it's also kind of funny that like he ended up getting cancelled on, on Twitter, but like not the Catholic Church, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, having ordered an investigation into Rasputin's activities, Stolypin confronted the Tsar about him, though he did not succeed in reigning in Rasputin's influence or exiling him from St. Petersburg. In 1909, uh, Kihonia I don't even know, uh, who had been one of Rasputin's early supporters in St. Petersburg, accused him of rape. Um, yeah, um... Yeah, he, he's all fine till the yeah. rape part. I mean, that's kind um, of the case with all the guys we talk about. Cause yeah, really, if you just ignore one big yeah. thing like child molestation or rape, they're what fine. a hero! Otherwise. I mean, he was. I mean, he was. He was really like he was the Deshaun Watson of his time. <laughs> of course, honestly, I mean, yeah. he was the Catholic Church of his time, really. <laughs> 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 all I'm saying is, if the Catholics can forgive, so can we. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, she went to Theophan, and the incident helped to convince Theophan that Rasputin was danger was a danger to the monarchy. 
Rumors ran rampant that Rasputin had assaulted female followers and behaved inappropriately on visits to the royal family, and, in particular, with the Tsar's teenage daughter, Olga and Tatiana. Rumors reported widely in the press after March 19th. He's getting less so. cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Starts out real cool, and then uh, he's going to get real shitty, and then he's going to get real cool again. Like Everett. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a pop punk artist, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now let's talk about World War One, Bryson. Your favorite time of the year. <laughs> time of the year? Is it really that yeah, common? Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You love talking about. Yeah, it, man. who doesn't love the the precept of hentai? <laughs> uh, so because somehow uh, we can't talk about wars in this podcast. Uh, so with the war came the dissolution of feudalism and a meddling government bureaucracy which all contributed to Russia's rapid economic decline. Many laid the blame on Alexandra and her evil spirit of Rasputin. Oh shit, are we talking the Bolshev Bolshev Bolshevik revolution here? Okay, yeah. alright. A little bit, yeah. Um, a little bit of that, a little bit of, you know, just kind of that area of time. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Many laid blame on Alexander and evil spirit Rasputin, one outspoken member of the Duma, Vladimir uh, <laughs> Periskovich, uh, stated in November 1916 that the Tsar's minister had been turned into marionettes, marionettes whose threads had been taken firmly in the hand by Rasputin and the Empress Alexandra, uh, the evil genius of Russia and the Tsarina, who has remained a member of the Russia throne and alien to the country and its people. So, good times. It's important to note that the Tsarina had been born a German princess, too. So, rough. Good times. Not great yes. to be a German princess yeah. in this time of <laughs> No, not at all. Um, on July 12th, 1914, Rasputin would receive his first assassination attempt. First. A 33-year-old peasant woman named uh, Chionia Guseva attempted to assassinate Rasputin by stabbing him in the stomach outside his home. He was very seriously injured, and for a time, it was unclear if he had survived, but he did, to continue his big dick adventures. <laughs> yes, of course, we don't I want those adventures to end, right? I would argue the big dick is what saved him there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah He was yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Because... He was talking up. <laughs> and well, thus yeah. he was circumcised. Well, yeah, no, like... <laughs> I did say foreskinning. <laughs> well, no, to oh, to yeah. like to to minimize the amount of blood loss from from the stab, like you just get hard real quick. Oh. And all, like if your dick oh, is big enough, true, yeah. Like if your dick is big enough, enough blood goes into the dick that like once the the, the wound yeah. starts to like cauterize a little bit, like the blood comes yeah, back. Yeah, and that's the reason he can't give blood is that so much of his blood is going towards his dick that if he gave any blood, yeah. he would immediately dehydrate himself. Yeah. 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 Everything makes sense now. Alex, I'll look And also because he fucked that horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, Guseva was a follower of Elidor, a former priest who had are supported we Rasputin before. Are we reading before. fucking Lord of the Rings? Elidor sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a horseman right there. <laughs> that guy is from Rohan. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, he uh, he was a former priest who supported Rasputin before denouncing his sexual escapades and self-aggrandizement in December of 1911. A radical conservative and anti-Semite, uh, Illidor Honestly, had been part of a group of mistakes. You know, 
You, you kill yeah. you kill hand one bird with one stone. Fuck. Whoa, Ooh. guys! Radical conservative ended up being anti-Semitic. Big fucking shock. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had been a part of a group of establishment figures who had attempted to drive a wedge between the royal family and Rasputin in 1911. When this effort failed, Elidor was banished from St. Petersburg and was ultimately defrocked. Guseva claimed to have acted alone, having read about Rasputin in the newspaper and believing him to be a false prophet and even an antichrist. I mean, hey, he was... Yes, he's anti-Semitic, but also trying to kill the antichrist. Yeah, that's what he does. Boom. I mean, yeah. let's, let's make this clear, though. I mean, his name was literally the debaucherous one, so... he's going to be the antichrist. Yeah, that's fair. Both the police and Rasputin, however, believed that Iliador had instigated the attempt on Rasputin's life. Iliador fled the country before he could even be questioned, and Gusiva was found to be not responsible for her actions by reason of insanity. Good for her. Yeah. A group of nobles led by Prince uh, Felix Yusuprov, Grand Duke Dmitry Pav- Pavlovich, uh, and right-wing politician Vladimir Pyrshkov Pirishkovic decided that Rasputin's influence over the Tsarina threatened the empire, and they con. <laughs> Man, I'm can we just can we just do a supercut of <laughs> Taz? Just yeah, just me attempting to pronounce Russian. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have to go back to the Dyatlov pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> this one's better at least. Yeah. Well, we've got Alex here. So. <sighs> yes, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, they made a plan in December 1916 to kill him, apparently by luring him to the Yusupov's Moika Palace. But what they did to lure I'm... him there was they grabbed horseshoes and they just stamped them into yes. the ground on the way to the mm-hmm. palace. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he went from a horse dick Rasputin to horse fucker yeah. Rasputin. <laughs> they go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the or- early morning of December 30th, 1916, Yusupov said he invited Rasputin to his home shortly after midnight and ushered him in- into the basement. Which, if I was Rasputin in that moment, I would already be wondering what the fuck. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Yusupov offered Rasputin tea and cakes, which had been laced with cyanide. Rasputin initially refused the cakes, but then began to eat them, and, to Yusupov's surprise, uh, appeared unaffected by the poison. Rasputin then asked for some uh, Madeira wine, which had also been poisoned, and drank three glasses, but still showed no sign of distress. I feel like I feel like poisoning by cake is one hundred percent effective. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's fair. Because because like you're always gonna be like, oh no 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 I can't have any cake, and then if you if you just leave it there, you're gonna start eating the cake. Alex, <laughs> Alex, yeah. you... I don't even like cake, and I can agree. Yeah, with do you want to start some beef, Alex? <laughs> I would leave the cake. <laughs> I you're a you're a dirty liar. I would leave the cake. <laughs> you are a dirty, dirty like liar. Cake. You would be eating that cake. I'm not eating the cake, Alex. Smearing it all Alex, over your face. Try to kill me with cake. All I'm saying, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Bryson is a firm believer that the cake is pie a supremacy. Lie. <laughs> Wait, th- you believe that cake is a lie? No, I, well, no, yeah. I don't. Taz is quoting Portal for oh. some reason. What I'm saying, <laughs> Portal is great. Portal's dude. fine, but uh, Portal is great. But no, pie supremacy. Is I was gonna I'm say. Saying. All right, man. I I I refuse to believe the that worst pie is the better than the work. best cake. 
but I we're not talking it. about quality here. Right. We're talking about I don't know a cake. Cake is so dry. Sitting in me. front of you. If there was a glass of milk, I might grab some cake. <laughs> you yeah. figured out how to do yeah. it, Alex. <laughs> so poison, but at that rate, just poison the milk. Uh, yes. At around 2.30 a.m., Yusupov, uh, Yusupov excused himself to go upstairs where his follower conspirators, his fellow conspirators, were waiting. He took a revolver, uh, and then returned to the basement and told Rasputin that he'd, uh, better look at the crucifix and say a prayer. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then, so, yeah. so he poisoned him and had a gun. He had a lot of <laughs> yes. faith. He had a lot of faith in Rasputin there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, no. It was. It was to, the the poison. It was to get the poison in the system so that it would look like oh, you know suicide, yeah. right? Kind of, kind of like shooting yourself in the head twice, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um. Yeah. He then shot him uh, once in the chest. The conspirators then drove to Rasputin's apartment with Sukhaten wearing Rasputin's coat and hat in an attempt to make it look as though Rasputin had returned home that night. Then they returned to the Moika Palace and Yusupov went back to the basement to ensure that Rasputin was dead and suddenly Rasputin leapt up and attacked Yusupov who freed himself with some effort and fled upstairs. Rasputin followed and uh, made it into the palace's courtyard before being shot and collapsing into a snowbank. The conspirators then wrapped his body in cloth drove it to Pe uh, Petrovsky Bridge, and dropped it into the Mal Malaya Nevka River. So, uh, news of... Maybe yep. I'm just, like, a better murderer, but, like, honestly, <laughs> I do feel like if I've got enough time to head back to, like, dress up in his clothes and head back to his place... I'm taking the time to just fucking drag a knife across his neck. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I guess I'm just built Very different, him, I mean. you know? <laughs> build <laughs> all i'm saying is i could have killed rasputin pretty fucking easily all right that's bring fair. a bomb easy <laughs> uh news of rasputin's murder spread quickly even before his body was found according to douglas smith uh they spoke openly about rasputin's murder to two soldiers and to a policeman who was investigating reports of shot shortly after the ah event. their own kyle but rittenhouse <laughs> glad to hear it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he urged them not to tell anyone else an investigation was launched the next morning god that fucking kicks ass hey, hey, hey. <laughs> i killed rasputin you gotta promise you won't tell anyone i killed rasputin <laughs> Yeah, yeah, rah, 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 yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that song was already yo, in the Yo, 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 low-key, uh -huh. I killed Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> bro, shut up, bro. Yeah, yeah, I killed him. Bro, shut up. <laughs> I said low-key. <laughs> the Sock Exchange Gazette ran a report of Rasputin's death after a party in one of the most <laughs> aristocratic homes in the center of the city. On the afternoon of December 30th, 1916, two workmen noticed blood on the railing of the Petrovsky Bridge and found a boot on the ice below. And police began searching the area. Rasputin's body was found under the river ice on January 1st, approximately 200 meters or 656 feet for, you know, Americans, uh, downstream from the bridge. Uh, and Dr. Dmitry Kosaratov, the city's senior autopsy surgeon, conducted an autopsy and, uh problem is is that the report was lost uh wow lost to history All right, fair enough. well i mean yeah we definitely don't know how he died so <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh 
Uh, but he well, we, well, I mean, technically, we don't know how he died. We don't know if it was the poisoning, or if it was the bullets, or yeah, if it was the fall. True. Well, the poison like, turned him into one a llama, of those three. and then the bullets <laughs> didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he later stated that Rasputin's body had shown signs of severe trauma, including three gunshot wounds, one at close range to the forehead, a slice wound to his left side, and many other injuries, many of which, um, Kosratov felt that had been sustained post-mortem. Uh, he also found a single bullet in Rasputin's body, but stated that it was too badly deformed and of a type too widely used to trace. Even though, you know, they literally had people bragging about doing it. You know. Good times. But they uh, didn't he found no key, evidence. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he found no evidence that Rasputin had been poisoned. According to both Douglas Smith and Joseph Fearman, Kosrotov found no water in Rasputin's lungs, and reports were incorrect that Rasputin had been thrown into the water alive. Some later accounts claim that Rasputin's penis had been severed, but Kosrotov found his genitals intact. Um, <laughs> that that would have been a true trick. Yeah, if he was separated yeah, 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 from that yeah. from that horse dick. Uh, Rasputin was buried on January 2nd at a small church that Anna Verabova had been building at Sarkoye Silo. The funeral was attended only by the imperial family and a few of their inmates. Intimates, not inmates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rasputin's wife, mistress, and children were not invited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor mistress. Oh, that rules so well. Yeah. Although his daughters met with the imperial family, uh family at home later that day his body was exhumed and burned by a detachment of soldiers shortly after the czar abdicated the throne in march 1917 so that his grave would not become a rallying point for supporters of the old regime now as i promised the most important part of the story so i'm going to quote heavily on an article about museum about a museum called the museum of russian erotica on atlas obscura where the museum claims to have his 30 centimeter or 11.81 inch penis <laughs> Powerful. It's all been building to this. All right. Though this is likely pure rumor and speculation, as the coroner said he found Rasputin's penis attached, a maid is said to have found Rasputin's penis the day after the murder and hid it. Another story had a former paramour stealing it after the autopsy. By the 1920s, however, a group of Russian Russian women in Paris were said to have gained possession of an item that they believed was Rasputin's penis. The absolute piece of art may have been kept in a wooden casket. A legend has it that bits of it were broken off and given to disciples. Rasputin's daughter, Maria, reportedly heard about the Just little ham slices given out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a little, it's like a little charcuterie plate. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Rasputin's daughter, Maria, reportedly heard about the cult, expressed her disapproval in strong terms, and took possession of whatever it was that they were worshipping. <laughs> <laughs> it was his penis. Spoiler alert, they were worshipping his yeah. penis. Yeah. Naturally, there is no solid evidence to support any of this. But that, Oh, there's rock hard house. evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Rock hard, get it. Thank you. Uh, for a blissful half century, there was a little to no news of the macabre Russian Revolution era keepsake. But then in 1994, an American collector named Michael Augustine arrived at the scene with a red velvet pouch containing, he alleged, the mystic's missing member. He claimed to have acquired it at a storage locker cell in California, tucked in between manuscripts by Marie Rasputin. And next so, to yeah. the eye of news. Yeah, yeah of that's Big Dick Rasputin, everybody. Wow, what an incredible man. (laughs) Incredible until the rape. (laughs) Yeah, incredible until the rape. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but I think he redeemed himself. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. 
by getting yeah. shot all those times. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's it's like a real Mike Tyson story. Yeah. Oh boy. Bryson is your audacity still recording. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have yeah. fifteen minutes. We're good. Yeah. Uh find your thoughts, everybody. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna forget um. about the race. <laughs> <laughs> what a thing what to a say hero. on April 24th. <laughs> what? I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to go with like this was before the yes. believe all women movement, so I'm going to I'm going to say that rape was propaganda. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They lied. Alright. <laughs> they were trying to smear this they were no trying to smear And honestly, did you see how they were did you see how they were dressed, Alex? I mean, what a bunch I'm gonna of I'm going to take my name off this podcast and <laughs> Um, this is now Alex and Bryson Tangent Avenue, everybody. Uh, I'm Absolutely. no longer affiliated in any way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, we'll be, jo- we'll be joining uh, the Kumia Network um, shortly. Yeah. Oh, can I just say something? How funny would it be if the sexual exploits, and inclu- this is including the rape, how, how funny the sexual exploits of Rasputin would have been if you replaced them with Louis C.K.'s? where he just jerks off on a telegram (laughs) oh boy yeah (laughs) anyway so that's how we should all picture uh rasputin i think is with the history of louis ck yeah the only problem with that is that we can't assume that louis ck has a big dick like we just can't wait we can't assume that louis has a big dick you cut out we can't believe that louis has a big dick uh, I mean, I mean, it's been it's been kind of like caught in a few like stills on film. Like there, he's had a few nude scenes, mm-hmm. and like uh, on gay Tumblr, they like caught the frame where you can yeah. see his dicks, kind of. And I mean, it's decent. Like it's not huge, but it's decent. Is it some? It's, it's like nothing to write home about. But he's he's working with it. You know? No, he, he he's like if. If you just happened to see it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's that's nice." Good for him. Yeah. Uh, how about Chris Evans' dick? Like, can we compare the two? Who's better? Who's packing? So here's the thing: like, Chris Evans isn't really my thing, so I never really, I never oh, I did that. One I, out, I, I have no know? attraction like, to any <laughs> anything like that. But I had to know, man. I had to know what he was packing around. You know. I mean, if we're comparing yeah. it to Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. It's exactly as big as Chris Evans' dick. I feel like. <laughs> uh, I feel like if it was any bigger, you'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, Chris Evans. You have everything already. Right. <laughs> uh, you don't need to be an asshole about it, bro." <laughs> but, uh, fair. Yeah. Any other famous dick pics you want to compare us mutants to? Or um, <laughs> yes, hold on, let me think. Um, yeah. Okay. Whose whose dick have we seen recently? <laughs> whose nudes have leaked? Uh, Ain't that the question? <laughs> I mean, Le- LeBron accidentally like quickly flashed his what? dick on the court once. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like adjusting his shorts, and the camera just happened to like pan over to him while he was doing gotcha. it and he kind of pulled the he pulled the front down just a little bit too much and you kind of you got you <laughs> caught the shaft a little gotcha. bit oh so i assumed he just <laughs> on the court just dropped trout gave one slow stroke and then brought back up but no okay so it wasn't a distraction that would be for everybody else 
Yeah. All right, guys, time for my <laughs> final move. <laughs> Just whips it out whenever they need to make a desperate fucking. Yeah. He play. did. He did yeah, consult yeah. Louis C.K. <laughs> on that move. By the way. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any other famous right. dick. Well, hey. so sorry, I guess. Yeah. Damn shame. I mean. Uh, I mean, there was there was Justin Verlander. I don't I know who that is. is. I don't know who Justin Verlander is. <laughs> he's the uh, he's he's a pitcher. He's the one that was dating what's her face. Oh, um, yeah, I know what's her face, so that's good. Uh, God damn it! It was in the happening. Oh, it was in the fa- I can I can never remember her goddamn name. Uh, Hold on, Alex. Did you say the, the happening the, or the, the fappening? Because the I heard the fappening. The fappening. The fappening. What? It was part of the fappening. Yeah. Do you not know what the fappening yeah. is? I remember Wait, like, you don't know what the fappening is? Error of the internet being called the fappening, but <laughs> no, the fappening is when all these celebs got hacked and all their nudes what? got yeah. leaked to the internet. It was internet. a massive. It was a big high. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you didn't have was, a kid uh, at this time. I have no <laughs> idea what your excuse is for being on Yeah, I know. Like, you have no excuse. Yeah. You have no excuse for not knowing what this is. Yeah. No, I've heard the word the fappening, but like, I. No, no, what? Yeah, it was, I'm starting yeah, a podcast with Alex. He knows shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it has to do with uh, sex of any nature, I'm on it. I'll figure something out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that was a fun episode, Taz. Way to tell us the story of this incredibly Hell boring yeah. individual. Of course. That's my favorite type of episodes <laughs> to do. I mean, come on. <laughs> Alistair Crowley. Absolutely. Uh, fuck it. This, um, I don't know. I got nothing else. <laughs> he's really the most important yeah. one. So, <laughs> oh, I am going to be doing uh, true, an, an episode yeah. well, on he's, a, he's... a sex cult coming up. So, you know. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I don't know what other kind of <laughs> I think we've re- pretty much exclusively <laughs> talked about sex, sex cults and Mormons, which I'm pretty sure started <laughs> out of them. So <laughs> there might be others, but none of them matter. As There's much, no doubt. Know? Yeah. There's no doubt that Mormonism started as a sex cult. Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Like, yeah, I, I mean the plural marriage. Uh, I mean, the founders that... literally in prison for having a sex cult. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's like not even like a woman can't have multiple husbands. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like only men can have multiple wives. Like so that <laughs> sex cult. Yeah, right 100%, away. Hundred percent. It's exclusively for <laughs> yeah. men. Yeah, yeah Bryson. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being on the episode, Alex. Plug your pluggables. Uh, you guys can go listen to the Truthcast uh, on whatever you listen to podcasts on, as well as my other podcast, the Bert Selleck Podcast. Also on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Love to hear that stuff. Uh, and uh, as always, you can find us on, at Twitter uh, on at Tangent Avenue. Uh, Taz, find me at Zaphiel on Twitter, but don't. Uh, I am at Wanna Toothpick and do. I'm I never use my uh, Twitter, so there's really no point. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Hey, fair enough. I guess I, I guess I should do my socials yeah, too, shouldn't totally. I? I mean, I know you're uh, huge on TikTok. You're massive. <laughs> oh, TikTok. yeah. Like my. My two videos that I've done are just oh, taken off. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm just uh Popper Shango on, on Twitter and Instagram. Um so yeah. go find me. Absolutely. 
I re- I recently broke a thousand followers on Instagram, so I'm an influencer. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't post anything on Instagram, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Asphalt Studios, or you can join our Facebook group, Tangent Avenue Podcast, to join in on the conversation. Uh, as always, we want to thank Julia Marie Artistry. You can find her work at uh, Instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry. And you can uh, check out Homesick Entertainment, who is responsible for the lovely intro, mid-roll, and outro music. You can find their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick. Hell yeah. Don't forget to check out Tangent Tabletop, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a lot of fun and a hell of a production, might I add. It's so much so much better Honestly, than this show. Honestly, would not blame anybody for ditching this show for that one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm planning on doing it. So... <laughs> Uh, all right. Hey, Alex. Hey, hey, Taz. Sing me a lullaby to end this episode. Sing me a lullaby, Alex. Come on. Uh, hello, <laughs> my lady. Hello, my darling. Hello. My... Hey, thanks for the try. <laughs> anyway, bye, guys. <laughs>